Hello, you're listening to the podcast, Every Tongue Got to Confess. It's being brought to you by the Zora Festival 2017 and Rollins College. And in this podcast, we look at the issues and dilemmas facing the 21st century. Robert Castanello, an associate professor of history at the University of Central Florida, and I will be your host for this episode of Every Tongue Got to Confess. Recently, a group of University of Central Florida history graduate students participated in the 2017 Zorner Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities at Rollins College. The event included presentations under the theme, Communities Conference, Civic Conversations Concerning 21st Century American Life in Communities of Color. After the conference, Portia Dossi discussed her research with fellow graduate student Gramon McPherson. Dossi's research centered on uncovering the hidden history of vibrant communities of color in Seminole County, places such as the Goldsboro community. Let's listen to their discussion. Hello, I'm Gramon McPherson. I am a first-year uh, master's student in history, and I'm here with uh, Portia Dossi and I'm here to talk to her about her project. So first off, uh, give me a little of your background or, or your motivation for conducting this research. So at the time, I was in my first semester at UCF in the public history introductory class, and we proposed a history harvest with the Oviedo Historical Society in that community, which is right next to UCF. And in the process of doing that history harvest, and there was an oral interview that I did with a woman by the name of Ida Boston, um, who's black and grew up in the area. And she explained this really vibrant history of the black community in Seminole County that was not in the history book that we had read in class about Oviedo. So once I became an intern with Riches over the summer and I wrote metadata for those materials that we gather, gathered at the History Harvest, um, I really wanted to illuminate that for the public and disseminate that through something like Riches, which is an online database. So that's kind of how the project got started over, overall, I should say. Did this project uh, involve any further collaboration with individuals or institutions? Definitely um, Riches, uh, the regional initiative. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I would say Riches and the Oviedo Historical Society, Ida Boston specifically, um, and then also the Sanford Museum in Sanford, Florida was really helpful in finding images and also allowing me to understand that while Oviedo had a really vibrant black community, there were others like Goldsboro, like Midway, Canaan, Bookertown, Georgetown that also existed in the larger county area. Specifically, what type of methodology uh, was utilized in your research? I used African-American historiography. I used archival theory. Um, it's a very digital, digitally based project, I should say. Um, digital historiography. Um, I think that's, I'm going to say that's it. So those were probably my three to four main main methodology. Okay, uh, specifically to the black community, what led to the creation of black communities? So the communities I looked at mainly cropped up right after Reconstruction. I think um, Reconstruction era violence in other parts of the South led many to actually come to Florida initially. And then once they arrived, the white community grew probably pretty upset at this invasion, so to speak. And that led to African-Americans self-segregating into their own communities where they would have better opportunities, especially safety, 
um, economic opportunities, kind of this self-determination movement. It's called the Black Towns effort. Uh, Norman Crockett, I believe, is the one who terms it that in his in his work um, from the mid 20th century. So those communities that I was looking at specifically, uh, many of them seem to be born out of that movement and also due to the citrus and turpentine industry here in Central Florida as well. Okay. Uh, regarding black communities, again, um, why is it important to study black communities? I think um, in African-American history, the migration that, or the movement that gets the most, um, I guess, headlines or most focus is the Great Migration, which obviously is incredibly important. Millions went north. But I think earlier movements within the South are equally as important to study because why did they move here? Why did they move there? And also, why did they eventually leave for the North? And I think understanding those push and pull factors are necessary to understanding larger African-American movements. And the fact that this hasn't been studied in the way that it should, should hopefully lead to others looking at this and giving it more attention and broadening um, putting it kind of more towards the center of the historiography. You're in public history program, so explain uh, some of the concepts and advantages that are within public history doing this type of project versus doing a traditional historical paper. Oh, that's a really good question. I think um, especially doing local history, the community is such an essential part of getting that story and getting that information, and public history allows you to do oral histories and to really become a part of that community and gain their trust. And if I was just writing a simple thesis, I also wouldn't kind of gain these skills and get maybe the information I wouldn't have gotten otherwise by just reading secondary sources or going to an archive. And I think our program has done a really great job of training us in those kind of interactions. And I've gained a lot from that. I, I, I don't think I would have otherwise. Is there any basic information you want to give about some of the selected communities that you referenced in your project? Um, yes, I think Goldsboro is a really fascinating community, and I think Eatonville gets a lot of um, attention because of Zora Neale Hurston, and it should. It's a really interesting community in its own right, but Goldsboro has such a rich history, and the way that it was dissolved um, by Sanford is sort of controversial, and finding out that this has happened in other communities in other states, I think, um, speaks to this erasure of African-American history that um, is going to take more time to undo, and I think raising awareness is really important to, I guess, ensuring that something like that doesn't happen. So I pretty much just want to talk about Goldsboro because I think that was the most interesting find that I came across. Uh, what impact do you think that this project would have in serving the community uh, or for your own personal research? So I um, am no longer working with this project. I've moved on to my um, MA thesis project, but I from doing this uh, poster presentation, it was really great to, to see that response of so many people who are kind of doing their own community research and are really interested in um, bringing awareness to African-American communities. So I would say that the most I would do now from the contacts that I made today is send them my research in hopes that it can help with their, their own studies. You kind of mentioned this already, but is this just the end or do you think that someone might in the future, I guess, continue the research that you've already done with this? Oh, I definitely do. I'm talking to, uh, I believe she is a professor here in the in German studies, maybe? She's doing something with the Rosenwald schools with Dr. Julian Chamless, and she thinks my research could be really helpful to her own um, investigation into this, so I could see her doing something with it, and maybe her students, so hopefully something comes out of that. Well, thank you, Portia, for your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. 
Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. Thank you.